My name is Jennifer Perkins, and this is the Creative Queso Podcast. Each week, we chat about the business of being creative and the creativity behind running a business. This week, since Mom 2.0 is here in Austin, an alt summit just wrapped up in Palm Springs, I am chatting with someone extra special in relation to both conferences, Gabrielle Blair of Design Mom. But wait, what? What if you're not a mom? Are you going to like this episode of the podcast? Sit down, grab a bowl of queso, and get ready to be inspired no matter what line of work you're in or if you got kids or not. Gabby Blair is a mother of six. Yes, I said six. Sure, parenting is what got her started on this trajectory of examining the intersection of motherhood through the eyes of a designer, but her sight and empire are so much more. Gabby is a founder of Alt Summit, a New York Times bestselling author, and is credited with discovering Joanna Gaines. Plus, her long-running website, Design Mom, has been named one of Time Magazine's Websites of the Year. I can't wait for you to listen in as we discuss the ever-changing landscape of blogging, why the term mommy blogger makes us both twitch a little bit, and a few highlights from the 2019 Alt Summit. All right. Thank you, Gabby, for joining me today. We were just talking about how you had a super late flight, so I extra appreciate (laughs) you jumping on a call with me. I'm glad to be here. I really am glad to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me. Yeah, of course. I mean, not only just a late flight, but you must be like extra exhausted because Alt just wrapped up and now (laughs) you're here for here in Austin for Mom 2.0. It's like whirlwind travel time. Well, I love Mom 2.0. I I don't know if you know, but I was actually, I helped plan the very first one. I was kind of one of the hosts of the very first one um, when we thought it was just going to be a one-off. And um, I just wouldn't miss it. I, although I have actually missed one. We were living in France and it was, it was in California. That's a good reason. It was just too far. I couldn't get there, but um, for a three-day conference, but I never missed another one. And I really, really love it. I, yeah, I didn't know that I was kind of like, you know, doing the stalker thing the host should do and like deep diving into all your history. And I didn't know that you and Laura had run or started curtsy together. Yeah, we did. So we started curtsy and then curtsy. So Laura had, you know, uh, met Carrie and said, Hey, I think we want to do this little conference. And, you know, Laura was like, I'm just Laura and didn't feel like she could do it. Although she could have, but anyway, felt like she couldn't. And so it was like, let's have curtsy do it. We're like, yeah, let's have curtsy do it. So we did it and then, um, and loved it. And then when she's like, Hey, I think we're going to keep going curtsy, which was me, Laura Mays and Lori Smithwick. Um, we had to go, okay, but curtsy can't do it because we have like a million other things happening. So Laura's like, no problem. This will be like me and me and Carrie. We're like, that's actually perfect. But of course we still feel very connected. And, um, and for years when I would come to mom two O, people would like, thank me. They thought it was one of the, the founders or like one of the, uh, um, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't actually do anything to help with this on, but I'm here and I'm excited to be here. And yeah. <laughs> Whatever you yeah. just like walk around, flip your hair, like yeah, it was totally. It was yeah, all you are welcome. Me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no problem. So did design not design mom, but did Austin or Mom Two O start before Alt did? Yeah, the year before. So oh, okay. um, so that was certainly um, and of course, had I been super involved with Mom Two, I probably wouldn't have had the bandwidth to do Alt Summit. But I had gone to um, we'd been like. Uh, Laura and Lori and I had all met at, um, well, we met online virtually and started a business without actually meeting in person. And then we met in person at blog her. It was, I want to say the second one, but I don't know if that's true. Um, it was one of the early ones and we loved it, had so much fun. And that's why that's part of the inspiration for, um, Laura starting mom Two O was just wanting to do that. She thought she was just doing something local. She, she originally thought she was just doing something Houston based, you know, and, mm-hmm. and really Texas based, but then people, she realized were coming from all over the country. People, um, and especially I think women want to connect with these people they met online. And this was early days of the internet and people really wanted to connect anyway. Um, so I am a design blogger, but I'm also a mom blogger. I'm kind of in these two worlds and a blog her, it was definitely mom focused and at mom 2.0, obviously mom focused. And, um, 
I was talking with my sister, who's also a design blogger, and my sister-in-law, also a design blogger, and they didn't have kids yet. They weren't in the mom world, and we were talking about conferences and talking about how a lot of the design blogs we read, like Apartment Therapy or Design Sponge or Oh Joy, they didn't come to mom to oh They didn't come to blog her, um, mm-hmm. and um, it was you know kind of this different world, and that's why I ended up starting Alt Summit. It was like, oh, I want to bring together these design-focused blogs that I read. And um, anyway, and that's what I did. So, and obviously the world has changed a ton. And some like, oh, Joy spoke at mom Two O last year. She now has two kids, you know, like things change. Mm-hmm. And so the overlap is definitely different. And there's a, um, and there's a ton of people that uh, come to mom Two O that have also come to Alt Summit and vice versa. Um, so it's fun that we can feed each other, uh, help, help with these conferences. Yeah, no, there's a lot of, there's a lot of crossover when I was, like I said, when I was, when I was cyber stalking you this morning before we chatted, (laughs) I saw that about that you had been, uh, to blog her. And you know, it's funny because I was their DIY editor for a couple of years. Yeah. Over Uh, at blog her before like she knows and you know, all of that big transitioning, but I never made it out to one of the blogger conference conferences, but I always... I'd always heard about it, so. Well, I haven't been in years, but I can tell you that those first ones really were something special just to have, I don't know, you know, these early, just the early internet, that, that um, it, all the possibility, it was before Facebook and before Instagram, and it was a little, you know, it was definitely a different world, and um, mm-hmm. um, it, and it felt like something big was happening. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm from those prehistoric days. I used to have a website. <laughs> like, like I'm on, OG. <laughs> oh yeah, I had I had Naughty Secretary Club was on Blogger. I think I even had like GeoCities before Blogspot. that. Blogspot.com, so. baby. It, exactly. <laughs> I go back that far. So bringing it back yeah. to to blogging. Yeah. Let's talk about kind of your your home base, which is Design Mom to mm-hmm. start. Mm-hmm. So did you like jump into Design Mom right after baby number one or? It's was actually baby number, baby five? number five. Baby five. Number oh, five. I took a guess. Guessed it. Yeah. So, um, so baby number. So I started in 2006. Um, two months after baby number five, and I had been working in New York as an art director and loved it. And um, already had you know three kids by the time I started working um, there, and then had two while I was working there. Anyway, so um, I was looking for something I could do at home. It was just maternity leave. And I was like, okay, I need to, I need something creative. I'd had enough babies by then that I kind of knew my brain, my brain goes nuts. I get postpartum <laughs> depression, you know, if I'm not like doing something creative. And, but I also was like, I have five kids. So let's like not, you know, let's not be crazy here. What can I do that's like low pressure, but that's creative, but that isn't necessarily like client focused where it's like, oh my gosh, I've got to take meetings and, you know, get out of my pajamas. And, um, I've been reading blogs at my desk on breaks, you know, for, um, I want to say at least a year, maybe even longer. And most of them were like personal essay blogs and I loved them. Oh my goodness. It was again, early days of the internet. They weren't very visual. It was just these essays and they were so good. Um, and then, and then my sister turned me on to the design blogs, as I just mentioned. And I was like, oh, I could actually do that because at the time, design blogs were not heavily um, written. They were like, here's a lamp. It's really cute. You know, like that, that was a blog mm-hmm. post. Like it was, it was equivalent, almost like a pin, you know, like um, it was just really like a just, single thing. It was like, yeah, an image with like, you know, a sentence. Um, and then there might be like, and here's my cat, you know, whatever, like it was, you know, it might be personal <laughs> as well. So, so I was like, oh, I could do that because like the writing intimidated me so much. I, again, I was an art director. I come from the graphic design side and I just hadn't really had to write. And so um, I thought, I'm going to start a design blog. And so I did. And I called it Design Mom from the beginning. It was designmom.blogspot.com, good old blogger. And, um, and the, my thinking was, I was 31 and I was having my fifth baby and I, all my New York peers, they were just getting married. Like they were, you know, they were just thinking about, they were maybe pregnant with their first. And here I was with my fifth. That made me this instant pro, even though I really, you know, of course, no one knows anything about parenting, but um, I was just this pro. And then there was also this big design boom. Like I remember Martha Stewart um, came out with a magazine called Blueprint that was kind of aimed at younger audience and the mm-hmm, whole, I remember. 
You remember? And that, and oh, that yeah, whole, like ready-made about that time. Yes. And the whole tagline was like, design your life. You know, it was about, there was really this design evolution where, you know, Target started doing its collaborations. It really hadn't done a ton of design collaborations, but it started and everyone was all of a sudden like, yeah, we all care about design. And so I was um, not only getting questions as like a young mom from my peers, but I was also getting questions about like, okay, I don't want to just know how to find baby shoes. I want to know how to find the cool baby shoes. So they wanted my opinion, not just as a mother, but as a designer. And Mm -hmm. so I was already getting those kind of questions again at work, you know, before the blog, this was just like my life at this point. And so I'm like, oh, I can kind of, that will be my blog. I'll kind of answer these kind of questions or share the things I find. And so that's what it was from the beginning. And, um, I, I said that it was at the intersection of, of design and parenting, and I've kind of kept it there. Um, but although it has changed quite a bit, and now I'm like really heavy on writing. I mean, any blog these days needs to be because of just the changes with social media. But mm-hmm. but really, that's how it started, and it took off right away. Um, it was I got really lucky with timing and the topics I was doing. You know, Madonna had just had her first baby when I did. You know, so there was this. Um, uh, baby boom in Hollywood going on over the, you know, over, you know, the, the, maybe the five or six years previous to when I started, it just was like a really good time to talk about babies and a really good time to talk about design. And I was talking about both. And I was like a legit expert on both, you know, um, <laughs> I mean, I'd actually gone to school for design. I actually had kids and, um, yeah, so I got really lucky on timing and it took off and it was great. And the rest is history. The rest is history. So how old is your youngest? Eight years old. Okay, so you still have, I've got an eight-year-old too, so you still got some young ones. I was kind of, you know, yeah. with with this conference being in town, yeah. I was curious if you're still as interested, I mean, you never become like <laughs> not a parent or not a mom, but are you still as interested in parenting via designer's perspective as when you like first started out or are you getting kind of like, I are you think, over it or not well, over it? No, but you I, know see, what I, mean. I, I, I totally know what you mean. And I would say, actually, yes, I would say, um, again, the nature of the content has changed in that um, a lot of that's really long form now versus like, here's mm-hmm. the, here's a lamp, you know, the, the example when I it's, gave at the It's beginning. funny. It kind of went around in a circle because there used uh-huh. to be like, you know, like Heather Armstrong or somebody mm-hmm. who would write these like diatribes and then it went to like quickie little, like your 10 mm-hmm. favorite whatevers. And now right. we're like back, like... <laughs> We're back to longer form. And, and for those of us who really hadn't done longer form, that has definitely been a change because anything shorter form now is just going to go on social. But, um, and, but, but even there, like my, my posts that do best on Instagram is where you like ride a diatribe, you know, like they, like Mm -hmm. people are looking for content and they're looking for all sorts of content, but if you can give them meaningful content, they care about that. And as far as the topics I cover, I would say it's still a lot of um, a lot of what I did at the beginning, though, adapted. So there might be a post um, talking about, okay, what's the reality of having older kids now? Like, so I do have, you know, I have elementary, I have junior high, I have high school, and I have college now. And um, one of my college kids is applying for interns for the summer, internships. She wants to go to New York. So she's like applying at New York Times. She's applying at um, Martha Stewart. You know, she's applying everywhere. And, um, and little companies you haven't heard of as well in New York and, and the reality of that and what's that's like, and I'm talking about like, Hey, this is how we handle, I'm keeping her resume updated. And we've been doing this since she was in, you know, like ninth grade on a Google doc. And so, you know, I'm still talking about parenting and how to help and how, how independent you want your kids to be and how much do you want to be involved? And, and then Mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm also talking about design stuff. Like I have a post that will go live, I think this week, that's about um, compression socks, because this, my, my readership is getting older, you know, right? <laughs> oh, and no, are like, we there? Like... So this is like, here are stylish compression socks, you didn't even know there were <laughs> such a thing, you know, anyway, so, um, so it's all, you know, and then I'll still have like a young mom that does a, a home tour, and she's just got, you know, like her brand new baby. And so she's talking about the realities of sleepless nights. And um, we still have this, you know, so my, my readership is, um, it's been interesting because my original readers have stayed with me, but then we've got all these new younger readers over the years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them will email me and, and they're like, I'm like their big sister or their aunt or someone that can like give them the advice they need if they just get into motherhood. Um, so we still cover family vacations and what that's like. And um, we'll have someone talking about what it's 
you know, traveling with young kids on a plane, even though I'm kind of past that terrifying part of, you know, flying with young kids. Um, a lot of my readers aren't, so we still kind of Mm -hmm. cover it all. So you're just kind of going with the flow and changing, changing your own content that you're writing, changing with your kids' ages. I do. I do that. I adapt, I adapt my writing to my own kids' ages. Um, I, but I also adapt it to kind of what the readers want. I hear from my readers quite a bit. I get emails, I get comments. They tell me what they want to talk about. Um, the mm-hmm. other interesting, um, and then of course I, I've adapted with social media as I've moved certain, certain types of content off of the blog into other areas. And then there's, you know, the whole world has become really political since 2016 and even before that. And that's reflected in the blog as well. I mean, I was always covering, I mean, politics and parenting, they overlap like crazy, you know, um, um, anyone that's, a lot of the policies out there are being made in, in light of parents who are caring about their kids. And we're talking about education. We're talking about gun control. All that kind of stuff is often filtered through a parenting lens. And um, so I've always covered it in some ways, but then I've gotten, I've covered it a lot more because people want to talk about it. And if you're not talking about it, they might not, you know, um, you're going to get called out for being sort of like insincere, you know, like what, why are we still talking about um, compression socks, like, like we gotta, you know, there's other, there's real stuff happening. You gotta world. mix you know, it like, up. Like there were, you know, like there's all these bombings in Sri Lanka over the weekend, like what's going on. So I kind of cover it all. And the nice thing is, um, when that, with that original tag where I said, this is the intersection of design and parenting that can cover literally everything because again, parenting can cover so much and design can cover so much, all those sorts of like technology and problem solving, all of that falls under design. Um, and then just life. I mean, there's really nothing that's going to come up that you're not going to be um, be able to adapt to concerns for your kids. So, yeah. um, so it's allowed me to cover everything. And there are some readers that get turned off for sure. Um, and I'll, they'll let me know, but it's, you know, all of a sudden another 20 readers will jump in and say, you know, please ignore that criticism. Don't stop writing about a broad range of topics. This is why I come here, you know? And so and they'll say, hey, if you're looking for design only, you know, head over to Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't be everything to everybody. I mean, you, you, can't. Know. you can't. You just can't. You're not going to make everybody happy. No, nope. I've certainly <laughs> learned that for sure. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's going to get mad. Yeah. And I was thinking as you were talking about um, your daughter who's applying for internships, you know, and you helping her with her resume. I'm sure like right now that's such a relevant topic with all the like ecology scandals mm-hmm. you know what I mean like mm-hmm. how to help your child and, without you know, actually buying their way into USC you know like, exactly yeah, totally. <laughs> all of those things you know and that brought me that brought me to another point I was going to ask later but it you know I think it kind of comes up now in correlation with that is I know you and you one of your sisters does um oh happy day right yes yes that's my sister Jordan mm-hmm. okay so you guys both obviously uh, you know, we're raised with this entrepreneurial spirit. Like I can remember being a little kid and my dad being like, <laughs> you don't want to work to put money in other people's pockets. Like you want to be an entrepreneur, like literally being a little kid. Do you feel like you're kind of raising your children in that way? I mean, obviously you're setting an example, like look at these companies and these things that right. I've built. Like, that's are you consciously question. doing that? Or? That's such a great question. I don't think anyone has ever asked me that before. Um, I would say, I definitely grew up in in an entrepreneurial household like you, but I don't remember my parents ever specifically talking about like, don't work for the man or like, it wasn't like that. It was just like, they were always starting new stuff, you know? Um, But um, it was like, my dad was a teacher as well. So some steadiness in there. Um, I think, so we definitely come by it naturally. And all my siblings are constantly starting businesses. That's like a universal thing for all of us. There's eight of us. Um, And then, and then my own kids, I think they're more aware of um, the flexible schedule that we have and wh- mm-hmm. how that has changed our life. Like the move to France for a few years um, that we really, um, there's always a parent available because we both work at home. So if they need to get picked up or there's something going on at the school or whatever, even if one of, one, one of us had to work out of town, like for example, I missed um, my kids. Two of them were played at, played the, the Star Spangled Banner at the Oakland A's game last night. And I was fun. on a plane to, very awesome. I was on a plane to Austin. And I've heard them do it before they did it last year. So it's not like I'm, you know, I'm trying to not be hard on myself, but my husband's for sure can be there. Like one of us is around. So I think they noticed that. And I don't know if they've put it in terms of starting their own business. Um, but they are, 
they are fairly independent. So that I'm, a, I'm particularly, particularly thinking of the older two um, who are college age and um, Ralph already has tons of video clients. He makes, uh, he shoots and edits video and does a ton of it. And um, in addition to his, his coursework and I imagine he always will. I mean, it's just like, once you sort of know, like, oh, I can make money and I have control of it and I can, you know, like get it down when I want to and take as many clients as I want to. Um, that feels really good. And then Maud, I would like her to um, definitely have a, I'd like both of them to have a sort of office environment experience. So they really see what that's like. And, you know, there's something cool about having coworkers and an office culture. And I definitely want them to know that, but I will not be surprised if she ends up um, writing and um, doing that professionally and doing that independently. So um, yeah, it will not surprise me at all if all my kids end up having sort of uh, <laughs> self-employment um, as their, uh, as their career. As their go-to. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think sometimes like, just like you, my dad was a teacher he was a college professor but it's like he always was like having some sort of like side hustle I guess you would call it <laughs> totally, now so I guess like totally. even without like ingraining that in your children when they see you do that they're just like my kid my son my eight-year-old he's always like you get to stay at home and watch Netflix and go to like, Target all day kinda. and I'm like I'm like I know it looks like that but that's not really what I'm doing <laughs> that is for sure a conversation like even just the other day my husband was trying to explain to my kids like when you see mom on her laptop she's not playing Fortnite. she's like working. exactly like, i'm not, not sitting here doing candy crush people right her screen time is very different than your screen time so because there is that like saying hey you gotta get off your screens and say while well, i'm sitting there with a laptop on my lap you know like so that's mo modern parenting i guess exactly well you know we were kind of talking about your website covers like all kinds of topics like you were saying not just children but here kind of on the heels of mom 2.0 we're both about to go later today do you have any suggestions for creators of content for children like let's say their kids are way past the like scented play-doh and sensory bins like how can they maybe pivot into something a little more relevant or you know juicy like you were talking about like you know politics or life things without alienating their original core audience of parents but it's you know maybe they're just not that interested in like little kid stuff anymore any right right any I ideas think, um yeah I think that's such a, a, a such a relevant question I would um this is what I know people want good content and I think we all know that because we open Netflix and they're like, okay, what's a new show? What's new? Like, what's good? What's something? Or what's the next episode of whatever it is we're watching? And when there's nothing there that feels new or fresh to you, it's irritating. You know, it's like, ah, you know, like I, I, you, we're, we're all looking for stuff and not just in TV, we're looking for, um, you know, that's why we're on Twitter. It's why we're on Instagram. It's really, we're, we're looking for content. And um, if you can provide good content and good content takes time and it's hard to do, um, don't fool yourself. Um, but it's people will want to read it and your, your original readers, um, they're humans too, and they want good content too. And in my experience, they'll come along for the ride, the bulk of them. There'll be some that go, Oh, I don't like change. I don't want this. They might be resistant. Most of those will come around as well. And then there'll be a few that just don't, but again, you can't please everyone. And, and you know, it's so depressing to think about making content that you don't care about anymore. So exactly. certainly don't do that. I mean, like, that's just going to like, readers will be able to tell that you are unhappy and they will not want to read. So I guess you're choosing between the possibility of alienating people or definitely alienating people by writing about stuff you don't care about anymore. Um, mm -hmm. There are other ways though. When I, like I'm on a panel at mom 2 with mommy Poppins, mommy Poppins is a New York based um, blog that um, I've known, I, I started my blog in New York. So I had known her from the very beginning. And she, um, she really talks about, you know, everything happening for kids in New York City. And then she's also has expanded to other cities as well. And um, you can, you know, hers was never super personal, right? It wasn't about her kids. And so there's, there's, and so she can do this forever because it's more about her passions about running this business. And she has tons of contributors from all over the country and they're all working on this together and they might be in different life phases than she is. It is, it does feel different if that's the kind of business you're building 
versus the kind that I've built that's very personal. So uh, as far as the blog goes. So you have to think about that. Um, the other thing is, um, as an entrepreneur, you, I'm, you have your thing, but you probably also have a side hustle. Like that's is just kind of how we do things, how a lot of entrepreneurs do things. So in my case, I've got Design Mom, but I also have Alt Summit. And Alt Summit isn't about me. It's not um, as personal as Design Mom is. I'm not like, you know, um, holding forth about very personal topics. And, and so that can be a place for me to say, oh, let's, let's put more energy there and less on Design Mom if I need to. And I don't think that's an uncommon thing for entrepreneurs to feel like, oh, I can shift my energies here. It's not necessarily a pivot, but sort of, but it's like sort of a shift of energy from project A to project B if that's what makes Mm -hmm. sense for you now. So I would also just say, if you don't have a side hustle to your original side hustle, (laughs) be open to it. See what's out there, see what's (laughs) happening. And see if it's time to sort of- never have too many side hustles. Right. And see if you can use side hustle A to launch side hustle B, which I've certainly used Design Mom for over the years. You know, when Ultimate was first growing, I really used it to um, sell tickets. I used it to really talk about Ultimate and promote it and- um, I, I don't think I could have done it without Design Mom. No, that's that's a great. I mean, that's kind of, I guess, technically what I'm doing with Creative Queso because I've always done creative content design, and that's where people know me from from mm-hmm. DIY Network or HGTV. And it's like, as much as I love making crafts, I was like, but I love talking to mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. you know business owners too. And I was just like, well, I'll start this other side hustle. So that's a good pearl of wisdom. You don't have to throw the bathwater out with the baby. No, you the can baby use, out with the bathwater. Yeah, you can certainly use, use what you've got and say, okay, how do I build on this? Um, or you take a look at like a, a oh joy who's been doing design blogging for, you know, a long time, 12 years longer, I'm sure. And, um, but then she'll add on, you know, she's, she's getting tired of design posts. So that's okay. She's adding on now products and she'll add on, here's a store and here's a bit, you know, like you can, also sort of say, okay, I've still got um, that original stuff, but maybe, I, again, I spend less time on that and more time on these new um, features of my original blog. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So a slow and steady change yeah, wins yeah. the race. For sure. For sure. I'm curious, since talking about like parenting blogs and being here for mom to uh, <laughs> I always say mom 2.0 but I guess I've never like I don't know I think I say 2.0 so I'm at this point I'll usually say mom too I don't know I've been uh, anyway but yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> the mom conference mm-hmm. but I'm curious I, as I was writing this I'm curious what you how you feel about the term mommy blogger I have oh. real like I have mixed feelings about it. It's not like mommy's a bad word no. or bloggers a bad word, but it's like, it's like when I decided to start calling myself a creative content designer instead of a crafter. Right, right, just, right. You know, it had a more it professional ring. How do you, well, I yeah, feel like feel mommy about blogger always sounds less professional to me. There's something about the word mommy that's, you know, the only people that say mommy are very young children. It's not a, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not a thing that adult people say. So I've always felt like it was trying to be little less and make, take mm-hmm. us not very seriously, which there's still people that don't take us seriously. That's a, that's a thing. It's, um, you're, you know, like if you're a mother, you might be revered as a mother, but you're not taking seriously as a business person. So I've never loved the term. Um, I haven't like, you know, gotten offended if someone calls me a mommy blogger, but it also just, again, I feel like it's always an attempt to say, to be little or to not take it seriously um, or put us in a category that, again, that's just like, oh, here, here you go. But I go to, mm-hmm. this, you know, I've been to this conference for many years. I've been to Ultima for many years. These are serious business women. They're there. They might look fabulous. They might have a baby on their hip. They might, you know, like look like they've um, just come out of the salon. So you, you're like, oh, that's all they care about is looking fabulous and being a hot mom or whatever baloney. Don't let any of that fool you. They are there making huge deals. They're walking away from these mm-hmm. conferences signed with signed contracts for brands. They are, they are big, big businesswomen. And they, um, and just because they care about things that women like, um, maybe they care about wellness or they care about beauty products or whatever it might be. Those are billion dollar categories. You know, these are, these are huge, huge um, categories for people to shop and innovate in. And the idea that we shouldn't take them seriously because women happen to like them is just so ridiculous and offensive. Um, so, mm-hmm. so I, I know, I know very much. I mean, our very first reviews at Altsum and I know, Alt, um, I know mom too has experienced the same thing is people coming and assuming this is going to be fluffy 
-hmm. and then actually observing what's happening, going to the classes, um, you know, talking to the women and going, oh, these are powerful women. And they are, again, running companies, they're starting things, they're investing, they're, um, you know, they're, they're here learning intense business skills, and they're taking risks, they're launching companies, and take them seriously. And don't, you know, like the fact that they can do all that and look fabulous, that's awesome. That's not a, that's not a negative thing. You know what I mean? No, I totally agree. I, I'm, I'm glad you say that because I too was just like, I saw an article in the news today, the Austin news, and they referred to it as a mommy blogger thing. And I was just, it made me twitch. I was like, I feel like that's kind of degrading a little bit. Like, it's dated I, as well. I am, I'm, yeah. I mean, I am a mommy and I am a blogger, but somehow that term is just kind of like looking down the nose, like, right. isn't that cute that you have that little thing you do during nap time? It's like, exactly. no, some of these ladies are making serious bank and running huge businesses and, and they have tons product of lines. And, and yeah. And they've done collaborations with Target now and they've done, you know, they, they have, they have really big companies and, and yes, I guess technically they still have a blog, but like the blog is like a very small part of their overall universe. And you're like, yeah, every company has a blog. Do you call them bloggers? Like, is, it, is mm-hmm. that their main identifier? Because the world has changed and where like all summit originally started as a, a conference for design bloggers, that's no longer true. I mean, that's not even like, that's not a blogging is not the focus anymore. Now you, people have made their whole career on Instagram or they've made their whole career on Pinterest or they have launched something, you know, they've started on Pinterest and realized like, oh, I know what I really want to launch. And then they start a related company that helps you promote your stuff on Pinterest or, you know, whatever it might be. And, um, and so these conferences, and I, and again, and I, I know this is true for mom too, as well as Alt Summit, they're not just attracting bloggers anymore. And sure, a lot of people here probably have blogs. That's great. They might've had them for a dozen years. Um, they might, or they might be new, but that, to say that everyone at the conference is a mommy blogger is ridiculous. That's just not even close to true. Yeah, exactly. No, I've, I've found that too. And it's just like, I mean, take a look at the companies that are all there. Right. You know, right. like if that's, they're not thinking, they're, they know they're not thinking of it that way. And I was like, is Martha Stewart a mommy blogger? She's right. A mom. She's right. a blogger. Like you wouldn't call her that. Right. And they're not here. You know, those companies, if they were just trying to meet consumers, they would go somewhere else. They are trying to meet influencers and business people that are can take their product to the masses they're trying to meet powerful people to Mm -hmm. that can tell about their product to a large you know they have an audience so these are so think of that that these brands have paid money to come here to meet these people and they want to meet these people not because there's say there's a thousand people here that's a ton of people but that's not worth it if they sold a thousand units of something that's not worth their time to come here they're here because they're going to sell millions of units because all of these women, I mean, if they can convince these women, these powerful women that have these huge audiences that their product is worthy, then these women are going to tell their audiences, hey, I discovered this thing. This is awesome. You would love this. And now they mm-hmm. sell millions of units. So it's this really, really powerful group of people. And then women in general, we control 80% of household spending in the United States. I mean, we, we, we spend the money, we have control of the money um, as far as like, again, as far as household spending goes. So to be able to connect with people that can, um, whose opinions count to consumers. And who hold the purse strings and, in the house. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. And so to not take it seriously is, it's really ridiculous. And, and the whole mommy blogger thing that, um, that started, you know, it's been a long time, but that whole it started as a degrading term and it still feels that way to me. But I, again, at the same time, most people who use it are certainly not trying, just know the term, aren't necessarily even trying to degrade. They just like, Oh, we're talking about mommy blogger. They they think it's just a term. So I don't Mm -hmm. think, um, I don't know that people are trying to cause offense anymore when they use the term, although some are. Anytime someone calls me out as a mommy blogger on Twitter, I know they're, I mean, it's always some dude trying to, you know, be a jerk, but, um, I read the Austin article and I certainly don't think they were trying to be offensive with the, with the, with the term. Oh no. Uh, um, I mean, <laughs> I think it's, it's like, you know, uh, do you know who Jenny Hart is? She does sublime stitching. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jenny's like an old friend of mine. We were in this like group called the Austin craft mafia together. And I remember when she first started, every article would be like, this is not your grandmother's embroidery. Like every <laughs> single article we would like laugh, be like, here's another one about not your grandmother's embroidery. So I think it's just, 
you know, a catchphrase. I mean, I don't think anybody is trying to hurt anybody's feelings. And if people love and want to embrace that term, go for it. I just, for me, was like, it's like when people are like, oh, you're a crafter. And I'm like, well, sort Sort of. of. Yeah, but you're picturing, yeah, when you're, you know, what is it you're, when you're, what when you say crafter to me, what is it you're picturing? Because I'm probably not that, you know, like. Exactly. Yeah, so So. definitely. And you just have to think like my, my sister Jordan, my sister-in-law Liz, who runs Say Yes, um, Oh Joy, who we've mentioned, none of them had kids when they started blogging. They, they, you know, like, so the idea that, okay, so they were bloggers, but now they're mommy bloggers. You're like, well, no, that's not like, they're still, you know, like why, how, anyway, why are they suddenly in this other category? Uh, I guess technically, but not really. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. All right. Well, I, I digress. Moving on. Moving me, on. Yeah, yeah, I know. They keep me up at night and make me twitch. But all right. So I'm sure you can't do an interview without talking about uh, the jo- the Joanna Gaines connection. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, yeah. the, the, the legend that oh. she was discovered by HGTV on Design Mom. But what I want to know yeah. is how did she get on your radar in the first place? Because I'm from Austin. I live in Austin, but I'm from Dallas. And, you know, before Fixer Upper, like, Waco was a place I stopped to, like, go to the bathroom and maybe hit a couple of antique malls. So I'm curious how, like, you found her in the first place. Sure. Well, it's not a dramatic story at all. And honestly, my my (laughs) only associations with Waco were David Koresh, for goodness sake. Like, I didn't know anything, right? right? Exactly. I remember that, yeah. So so basically what happened is, I want to say around 2010... I started home tours. Now I had occasionally done like a, you know, a home tour of someone that was a thing on design blogs. It still is a thing on design blogs. But, um, in 2010, I started living with kids. It was going to be like home tours, but like through parenting eyes. And, um, and it was going to be this weekly thing. And so I did, I started it and it um, people really loved it. And it's, it's a, it's a terrific series. It's still going on every Tuesday. You can find one. And it's, um, People love it because it's not, yes, you see pretty pictures of houses, but the interview gets so good. It's like people really, these women and occasionally a man, you know, talking pretty deeply about like their parenting struggles and what works and what doesn't and their concerns and like really trying to be vulnerable. I mean, the best ones are always very vulnerable. And, um, and it's interesting too, because the houses where at first we were focused on like, oh, these will be like designy houses. That's not actually what people wanted. They wanted a range. So yes, they love a beautiful home, but they also want to see like regular homes, you know, that just look like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily a designer, but here's the reality of my home. People want a peek into other people's lives, especially if it feels like an honest peek. Anyway, so I started this series and um, I got an email from someone saying, hey, I think you should reach out to this designer, Joanna Gaines. She's just starting out. She's got this company. I, 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 her house is really beautiful. And um, so, so reached out. And I would say of the home tours we've done, which is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds now, um, 98% have reached out to us. At the, at the bottom of every home tour, there's a like, hey, do you want to do a home tour? Email us here, you know, give it and, and basically, you know, inviting people to reach out. But in this case, we said, hey, we reached out to her to just say, hey, we were told you have an awesome house. Do you want to do a home tour? And she was game. So it was really that simple. And, of course, we didn't think anything of it. Um, we'd shown lots of beautiful homes. And, um, you know, before we'd reached out to her and didn't know this was going to be super special. And it is a beautiful home. But, um, but she just, I mean, she did a great job. She did a great job with her tour. You can still find it on Design Mom. Do a search for Joanna Gaines. It'll come right up. And um, so the tour was beautiful. The photos were beautiful. And she was, you know, when I talk about lucky timing on my part that I knew, you know, that I could talk about design and parenting, you know, uh, when my peers were just getting into it, she really had her pulse on this, like, this look. And I don't even know how she did, how she defines her look, but she had her pulse on this look that was so universally appealing to mainstream America, you know? Um, and you can see it in that first tour. You're like, yep, this is just this, it's this, uh, it's this clean look and these dark floors and the, and the shiplap and the whole, you know, like she just knew this look, um, from the beginning and this combination of like fresh, clean white backdrops with also antiques and things that look old and have texture. And she got it. She just nailed it. And so I was not surprised at all. I get a call, not a call, an email. I don't know. Um, 
not even a year later saying, Hey, cause I didn't know anyone had reached out to her, but saying, Hey, I'm actually doing a, an HGTV show because they saw this home tour. And so I did a second post, um, featuring her show, like, Hey you guys, you know, one of the home tours is now going to have a show. Do you think it'll take off? This is so exciting. You know, like we did, we had no idea it was going to become a thing. We hadn't seen it. I never heard of And now they're going to have their own network. I no know, more DIY right? network. Hello, and so the, Magnolia Network. So the readers were excited. They had remembered her tour and said, oh, that's great. You know, happy for someone getting some success in their life. And and then, and again, all this is happening while I still live in France. And then, mm-hmm. you know, within a year of that, she's, everyone's talking about Fixer Upper. It's just become this phenomenon. And, um, you know, and I get back to the States and, she's on the cover of people magazine. Like, you know, you just her, her, it just changed so fast for her. And it was fun. Cause I never actually met her until this alt summit. I mean, we've emailed all these years, but we hadn't met in person. And it really was fun to think of how fast her life had changed and how swiftly it changed. Um, and she, you know, and, and, and while she's still raising her family and still trying to stay focused on her home, you know, well, I know she didn't grow up there, but what's become her hometown of Waco and, um, and how hard it is to uh, be this famous, right. While also, Mm -hmm. also being normal. Anyway, she's, she really does a great job of it. And I'm just delighted. And she's so gracious. I'm early on, she did a, an interview with Baylor's magazine and um, Laura Mays went to Baylor. So she had gotten the magazine and said, Hey, Joanna Gaines talked about being discovered on design mom in this, in this, interview and then she did the same thing as we got on stage at mom 20 for the keynote that's what sorry at, at all summit for the keynote what she started with was that she'd been discovered on design mom and she's always been really gracious about that and acknowledging that and um, she certainly does not need to that's really uh, she, you can tell she's a lovely person that she does that <laughs> Yeah. And I'm sure that's part of their success is it, they seem like delightful people. You're like, Oh yeah, well, I do want to be their friends. Even if yeah. I don't like Shiplap, like I want to be their friends. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I saw that you guys met at Alt, which we yeah. talked about a little bit, your, your conference. So you've had some like amazing keynotes besides. We have. We have. Uh, yeah. Besides Joanna. So tell me in the listeners, like I know about Alt obviously, cause oh. I'm in this world, but if nobody has ever heard of Alt, Give us kind of the elevator pitch about it. You bet. So um, it's really the premier conference for um, creative entrepreneurs. And and re- I say creative entrepreneurs because I'm trying to encapsulate like, yeah, it was design bloggers and it was Instagrammers and Pinterest people. And now it's Etsy shop owners and people are launching products. It, it definitely has changed over the years, but everyone has a creative kind of design focus typically and, um, and wants to learn entrepreneurial skills because whatever it is they're doing they're launching, whether it's a blog or a product or um, a magazine or whatever it might be, they need all these same skills. You still, whatever it is you want to create, you need to know how to promote it. You need to have no manufacturing. Mm -hmm. You need to know, you know, how to do an email list. All these kinds of things are just the skills you need at this point. If you're going to um, create or do anything, you you need to know how to run an Instagram account, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we teach all of those kind of very business skill things. We also teach um, creative skill things. So you can go take um, uh, tons of photography classes, flat lay classes. For those who don't know what flat lays are, it's like those shots you see from above where it's like a table surface and you see this beautiful coffee cup and then you see, uh, uh, you know, um, maybe there's a phone there. Like there's a whole little setup that's just beautiful and it has little, um, accessories or a cloth napkin mm-hmm. or whatever perfectly it might be arranged vignettes. Yeah. These little vignettes. So those are called flat lays and you can do them about any kind of product. And, um, but they're a, a thing that people have to create now. So we'll have classes like that. We'll have classes on modeling because, um, you might find yourself in front of the camera when you weren't expecting to, we have classes on how to do, um, how to make videos, how to edit them, how to make videos from your phone. You know, we'll get into very specific things anyway. Um, so we have those kinds of skills. We also then cover, these are, again, these are really creative people. So we'll have like tons of crafting classes where you can just kind of go, um, yes, you might be learning a new skill, but it's more about just like getting a mental break. It's like a lot of heavy mental work while you're there. And so you can come over now and just make some jewelry or do a, a block print dish towel or whatever it might be, you know, we have, or do, you know, we have, we had some sticker stuff last time, you know, there's just tons of that kind of stuff as well. Um, and then you also are there for inspiration. So um, there's 
I would say that, you know, the, the biggest amount of classes are these, I want to call them workshops that are focused on business skills. And that can, again, can be marketing, it can be branding, it could be anything that has to do with kind of business skills. Um, even stuff like accounting and, you know, the, all that kind of stuff. And then there's, again, these creative classes and um, arts and crafts kind of demos. And then there's the inspiration classes. So those will be our keynotes or these kind of TED style talks where um, you are hearing the stories of successful people and and people that have you know made mistakes but then recovered or um, talking about how they figured out how to pivot or when they knew that it was time to quit their day job or whatever it might be. So we, we bring a lot of that in as well because there are so many good stories out there and um, and people want to hear them and, and they really help. So we cover all that kind of stuff. I think people really come for the business classes most of all. I mean, that's what's worth making the investment because they know they're going to make money back, right? It's going to teach them how to pitch um, brands. It'll mm-hmm. teach them how to make a, a a deck where they can, you know, show what their prices are. It'll teach them how to price their their work. Um, so so they come for that because it's this business. They can kind of write this off as a well. They can for sure write it off as a business expense because they really are there learning business skills. But um, and I would so again, that's probably the main excuse for coming. At the same time, they really love this other stuff. And in addition to all these types of classes, there's parties and gifts, and mm-hmm. it's beautiful. And you know, we had different headshots being you know that that were free that you could get throughout the week. And so there's you really. Um, the headshots alone are worth the price of the, the ticket, you know? So there's all these lovely little perks of being there as well. And then the, the people you meet is the other huge factor. And this has been true since the beginning of the internet. And I know I've even mentioned this already, but people that meet online and connect online um, want to then meet in person. Like we want to have that real connection. And at Alt Summit, it is so fun because throughout the year we get emails from attendees that say, I met so-and-so at the conference and we just launched this thing. Um, so yeah, there was a, uh, uh, two women that were speaking this year that at last year they connected with the Henson company because, um, CEO of the Henson company is in Jim Henson as in Muppets. They had come mm-hmm. to, um, alt summit, the CEO and they connected, they'd gone to dinner and now they have a show. And, um, oh, it's amazing. and that's just, that's not an unusual story. I mean, like this is just that, that that's mm-hmm. just awesome. People come, they connect with people or they find a business partner and they launch a company together, whatever it might be. Um, that's real. So it's a, this, it's this opportunity to, you know, you don't know who you're going to meet and you don't know um, who you're going to connect with, but if you show up and participate and just kind of are open, you're going to meet who you need to meet to take your next step. Yeah. I mean, the networking alone, just like for meeting friends and companies and, you know, any excuse to go to the Parker game. Yeah. I, I interviewed, um, Danielle Kurtz from Kid Made Modern Mm -hmm. and she used to be with Land of Nod. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was telling me about like the moo-moos and the, you know, all the, the caftans and all that. And I was just like, what? Yeah. There was like a whole party that Alaska Airlines threw that was just the caftans and cocktails. I mean, there's, and that was just like one, not even everyone got to go to that. There's just like a million things happening at the same time. And it's all awesome. It's all really, really cool. So it's, um, it also feels like, you know, it's the cool kids and it's teaching people like, here's what's cool. Here's the cool stuff coming up. You know, it's also the sort of preview mm-hmm. of like, here's what's on people's minds right now. And um, anyway, it's fun, but it's also big, big business. It's big, serious contracts. And these are powerful women, as I said. And, yeah. and even things like, Pinterest really launched at Alt Summit. Um, I don't know if you know that story. So you have Ben mm-hmm. Silverman. He came to the first Alt Summit. Just kind of checking it out. Ben Silverman's the founder of Pinterest and, you know, kind of showing his app carefully to people <laughs> kind of quietly. He's kind of a quiet guy. And the next year he came and he spoke on a panel. In fact, he spoke on a panel with Laura Mays. Not even about anything, you know, particularly um, groundbreaking necessarily. It was just kind of a basic panel. And then the next year... He's the keynote because Pinterest has like taken off and he's very sweet about it and says, you know, he says Alt Summit is the soil that the tree of Pinterest grew out of because he, he, I don't know how he even heard about Alt Summit, but here's your visual crowd, right? These were, especially the first year, these were all design bloggers. These were the exact target for Alt Summit, sorry, for Pinterest as far as like Mm -hmm. visual people, but they were cool too. And I, Pinterest has gone through waves, right? Like there's a lot yeah, of Yeah, it used like, to be like invite only. I remember it was those. Invite days. only for sure. Those were those were definitely the all summit days. Um, but then 
and then it did become universal. And, and for a while I got on there, I was like, I don't even like this. This isn't cool anymore. Like the content's like feels too, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what I want to say. Like, just like too commonplace or something. It doesn't feel inspiring mm-hmm. to me. It's like, okay. Yeah. More recipes with like a bad font on the, the title. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah. Um, and then they, and, but, um, and they figured it out. And I feel like now I can see what I want to see. Now I can see the insp- inspiring things. And if you want the recipes, you can get those too. But, um, but it's, it felt cool from the beginning because all these cool people from Alt Summit were the ones creating the content. And mm-hmm. um, had it started with another group of people that maybe weren't as cool, it would have had a totally different vibe. And I, I, I think that's, that's very, very real. And I think Pinterest has figured that out. In fact, they did their own conference last summer where they invited all these um, influencers that make cool content, you know, that make really beautiful, inspiring content um, to come because they know that that's ultimately like what makes their site look really good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm supposed to interview. Do you know Ebony? I can't think of her last sure. name off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to talk with her, I think, next week about. She's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I've met her before. I actually met her at a blogger party in awesome. Austin at South by awesome. Southwest, bringing it full circle. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to talk to her like next week about like the IPO and Pinterest. And yeah, she's so awesome. So awesome. Well, speaking yeah, of South by, I really took a lot of inspiration from South by for this year's Alt Summit. And um, by that, I mean like we were trying to figure out how to grow. Because like last year we were also in Palm, Palm Springs it was our second year in Palm Springs, and we had um, we had room for 700 people at the Saguaro, and we sold those tickets in like an hour, and then we had 3,500 people on the waiting list, and I was like, ah, what do we do? You know, like it just feels like I don't want to make it like an exclusive thing. That's not my style. It's not the, like I want it to be inclusive. But how can you do that when you sell out in two minutes, right? Like it's just felt mm-hmm. like ah. But there's but. I don't feel like I could just move Alt Summit to any old location. If I move it to just like a, um, in Salt Lake City, we used to be at a big old hotel called the Grand America. And it's great. And it's beautiful. And you get all the perks of a nice big hotel, tons of great service and tons of space. But um, our social shares went up by 30% when we moved to Palm Springs because oh, it's just such, so much more visual. Mm-hmm. than trying to like take pictures in a ballroom. You know what I mean? Like, um, so, so like the, the hotel we started using in Palm Springs, the Saguaro, it's like a rainbow hotel and you cannot resist taking pictures. And, and there are other really cool hotels around. Um, but they're, once they get big, they're all kind of the same, you know, and, and I love a good luxury hotel. So I'm not trying to, to talk down on anything, but like a Ritz Carlton in this city versus a Ritz Carlton, the other city, all the classes in the rooms all look the same. You know, it's all these ballrooms and with, with air walls that come across and I get it. I've done it. Like I, we did that for many years. So like, I totally get it. And again, there's tons of conveniences and they can handle the shipping so much better. And there's a lot of great things about using a big hotel, but those social shares, you really lose out on them because, uh, um, again, in Palm Springs it was all in natural light. We could do a lot of out, outdoors and, um, and the sponsors could really, uh, have fun with it in a way that it's harder to do in a ballroom. So anyway, knowing our crowd was visual, this was important to us, but we were stuck like, okay, we can't get any bigger at the Saguaro. Now, what do we do? Where do we go? What do we do? Or do we just keep it limited? And then I remembered South by, and I'd been to South by Southwest, I don't know, for many years, but it had been a while. And I remembered that like, oh yeah, I checked in at the convention center. I'd picked up my badge and then never went to a single class at the convention center. Like I was like at mm-hmm. classes all over town you know, every meeting space in town, in my memory, had classes. If, you know, if you're a hotel with a meeting space, you had classes there. I mean, anywhere, coffee shop, there's something going on. Right, totally. And so it was like, oh, well, what if I use multiple locations? Obviously, we're not even a fraction of the size of, of South by Southwest. But what if I take some of those principles and I say we have multiple locations and, um, and all of a sudden I thought, oh, I can use all the cool hotels in Palm Springs. I can use the Ace, which is amazing. I can use the Parker. I can keep it the Saguaro um, and get, get social shares at all those places. Cause you want to take pictures at all those very cool places. Um, and then if I combine that with the big hotel, so I use the Riviera, which also has gorgeous grounds and beautiful, but also happens to have a, a, a ballroom. So I can use the ballroom as a place that we can all come for keynotes 
with the whole crowd. And then we can use all the breakout rooms at these smaller hotels for our, our classes. And um, so this was the first time trying that. And again, it was like, a, think of it as a, a visual or a South by Southwest of style. It was like, um, um, so we were only, you know, trying to pick places that had really cool, cool uh, hotels with really cool meeting spaces. But then we could all get together to say, watch Joanna Gaines at her keynote. And at the, at the Saguaro, we had to do our keynotes out at the pool, um, which was fine. I mean, like it was great, but it wasn't, it's not the same. You want to be able to, you know, show slides and really have a, a neat backdrop. And, and we couldn't do that um, for our keynotes, but there was nowhere else big enough that we could do an inside keynote anyway. So we, we had this, we had these issues and we hope that maybe we've solved them now. If that we do this multiple location, it allows us to try lots of places and then still use either a ballroom or one of those kind of warehousey spaces is, um, that's been converted for events um, for the big, big meetings. And um, we hope that will we hope that will solve it. So thanks to South by yeah. for those ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, on behalf of Austin, you're welcome. No, I think that's very interesting about the social shares. But, you know, I don't. I don't doubt that at all. Like I know alt has been other places, but for me, I definitely associate it with Palm Springs right, now. And right. like, even when I see the, um, the hotel, I can't, I'm not going to try to say that cactus. Saguaro. It's like, okay. Saguaro. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Cause I'm going to say it wrong. Um, even when I see those pictures, like the first thing I think to myself is like, Oh, that's the alt hotel. Totally. I'm sure a lot of people totally. within our genre do. They're like, you know what I mean? I just totally. call it that now there's the alt hotel. Right. Cause you just think of that rainbow thing. So. Right. So yeah, Very so it's clever. great. And we have a site visit next, um, coming up in a couple of weeks where I'll be down there with my event organizer to try and say, okay, are we using the same hotels? Are we going to try something new? Um, cause they were, it was our first year doing it. So they definitely had to work out some of the kinks. Like we had shuttles going, which I know South by doesn't even offer, but we have, we're like, Mm-mm. you know, we try and make, you know, it's awesome. And we try and make things really, you know, uh, I don't know. We, it's, um, it's like, it's like anything else. There's that, that meme going around that if you get invited to do a podcast with a woman like you, there's like, here's the instructions, here's the questions, this is what we're going to talk about, here's the time, you know, here's all these instructions. And then if you do it with a man, they're like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll text you that morning. Like you get no, no information. And it's a little mm-hmm. bit like that, like this, our, our conference is like, we are going to take care of you. We want to make sure there's snacks every time you're walking around. There's coffee all day long. We want to make sure there's everything's, you know, here's, we made maps for you and we made a schedule and then a second schedule. And then here's a third type of schedule for the, you know, like we just really try and go um, give above and beyond because that's sort of a, what women do, I suppose. And um, mm-hmm. anyway, so we had brought these shuttles in and then, and, and the shuttle companies were really cute because they were like, yeah just be, just be aware. The first year is always rough. No one know, you know, we don't know what we need, you know, like, so, so it, it's hard to, to determine kind of what your event will need until you've actually done the event. And it's true. And so it was, it, it was some, it was rough. It got better by the end of the week, but we're like, Oh, maybe we need to like do hotels that are walkable and skip the shuttles altogether. And anyway, so we're still trying to solve that, but it was, um, really successful. It allowed us to grow it in a big way from 700 to 2000 in one year, Dang. which was ter- terrific. And, whoa, whoa. And, and, it, and, it, and it means we can be scalable now. So if we wanted to say, you know what, we're going to open up 3000 tickets. I, we don't have plans to do that right now, but pretend we did or 5,000 or whatever. All we do is add another hotel with more, you know, more meeting space and add more speakers. So, um, it's, so it's good. And it allowed us to like, besides these big keynotes, the rest of the classes were the same size. They always have been at Alt Summit, not too big. So you really get to meet the speaker. If you want to, you really get to connect with the attendees that are there. And because we certainly don't want it to feel like every class is 2000 people in a room. That's just not the alt vibe at all. You know, you, so at any given time at, at this conference, we had nine different classes happening and, um, and again, in some of these spaces really didn't hold more than say 70 people. So not huge, huge spaces in some cases. And, um, you really do get to connect with who you want to connect with. It's, it's remarkable. Anyway, so extremely thanks. Well, I hope you'll come next year and I'm, yeah. And I just felt like so, so excited about this new format because it really allows us to involve and invite so many more people. Well, and you know, as someone who loves Palm Springs, I like the idea that it's multiple places. Like, I love the Ace. I love right. the, the Parker. Like, you know, I want to check out the 
the Cactus Hotel that I'm not going to try to it's say. Okay. Last time I was there, <laughs> I stayed at like Kelly Wurstler's hotel that I don't even think is there anymore. But <laughs> and I think that's part of the cool, fun. And there's other cool ones that you may not even have heard of, so we're looking at those. But it is a lot of fun and it allows you to explore Palm Springs in a way that you maybe wouldn't get to in another time. Mm-hmm. And, and even just the Parker, for example, I mean, hotel nights there are $600 a night. And that's going to be out of reach for almost every entrepreneur like that's just starting out. That's just not reasonable. But then you can stay with the alt block for under, you know, if it's like it was around 250, 260, that's amazing. So if you, you know, if you mm-hmm. get a roommate or two, that really drops the price for you. So, so it's, it's also this opportunity, like, to, I don't know, I guess it felt like, like, here's this gift. You get to go see the Parker, even if you're not staying there, you get to go on the grounds and go to these classes and go to this, you know, the Amazon suite and the, the Alaska Airlines suite and the WordPress suite, you know, like you get to go to these, some of these places um, that you just you're not allowed on the ground. I don't know if you know, if you're at the Parker, you can go into the lobby and you can go to the restaurant and that's it. You're not allowed to walk around the grounds if you're not staying there. So, Oh, so don't tell anybody. Yeah. I've done it. Well, so there it is. I mean, like they, they have, you know, <laughs> I people, snuck around. Well, they have people watching there and, um, uh, you must've looked like you stay there anyway. So like, Oh, she's, <laughs> she's one of us. But anyway, so this is this, this, this opportunity to let people, um, that would appreciate it too. These are, you know, attendees that the kind of people that would appreciate it, get to see the grounds, get to go into the buildings, even if they weren't staying there. And it was also this opportunity to stay there if they'd ever wanted to um, at a price that they were not going to be able to beat. And so mm-hmm. um, I felt like that was this gift, like, Hey, I'm giving you the Parker this year, you know, but it's really, they, they only have meeting space. That's max 400 people. So it's not like you can, um, unless you're, you know, outside without tents or something, so it's not like you can hold Alt Summit there, like for real, like as, the, it's, as a standalone conference, it would be tiny. Mm-hmm. And so this is this way to say, oh, you get to have Palm, you get to have the Parker, but you also get to have, um, I get to invite everybody that wants to come. Anyway. I love it. I, I mean, to me, that's a selling point. I like it. I'm, you're, you've convinced well, me. I'm thank in you. 2020. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to be there. <laughs> you just sold me. <laughs> Well, I am looking forward to seeing you speak this week at Mom 2.0 about the ins and outs of hiring a team and all the fun stuff. But before we wrap up and I let you get on with your day, I have to ask everybody the same question, which is, where do you get queso in Oakland? Or do you? Or are you going to have it here in Austin? (laughs) I'm definitely looking forward to having it here in Austin. I don't know if you know. But Laura May's blog that she's, I think, is still around. It was I do Girl know Con it. Queso. It was called something about queso. Girl uh-huh. Con Queso was, well, now I think it's called the queso. But her her handle, when she first started commenting on Design Mom, which is how I met her, was Girl Con Queso. And, in fact, I thought she was like, I, like, are you Latina? You know, like her hair was like dark and this Girl Con Queso. Mm-hmm. I thought, anyway, for a long time, I was like, oh, I thought she was Latina. And then I met her like, oh, oh, you're white. But, anyway, but like, oh, okay. Um <laughs> And so we'll laugh. I thought it was like Mayaz. I was like, oh, okay. I was anyway. But don't, yeah, that's our joke. But, we just take our queso real serious yeah, here. I guess it's like, oh, I didn't understand the whole uh, the whole Texas queso thing. Um, I I feel like my queso um, experiences have all been in, or the best ones have all been in Texas, either Houston or Austin or um, even San Antonio. So I am. I, I don't even. I, I just go wherever Laura tells me to go. So wherever she's eating it this these days is where I'll eat it while I'm here. But um, I like it. Yeah. She'll know. Yeah, she'll know. Oh, she, oh, she'll for sure know. In fact, she's probably already sent it out in a newsletter, and I haven't. I missed it. But um, all right. Um, I. But yeah, the, the, it'll be my. It'll be my thing. I do here. It is not. I is like not it. as far as I know a thing in Oakland at all. So. Yeah, when I talk to the people in California, they're like, "Yeah, our queso is not. It's not not our quite like your queso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just had. Um, do you know Amy Tan from Amy Tangerine? Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had dinner with her on Friday night. She was in town and she was like, I really love white queso. And I was like, dude, that's a California thing. I was like searching (laughs) all over to find a restaurant we could go to on Friday night for like white queso. I was like, I don't know what y'all are doing to queso out in California, but here in Texas, that's sacrilege. I'm sure we're adding artichokes or avocados or something. Yeah, it's probably got like kale in it and it's organic. I was like, what? White queso? I mean, we we found something close. We we were good. I save my queso experiences for Texas. It's only right. It's only right. Well, good. As <laughs> it should be. Well, I am looking forward to meeting you this week. I will be coming to your class. Excellent. And good luck finding 
delicious queso. Tell okay. Laura to hook you up. I will, I will. Thanks so much, this has been a great interview. Awesome, thank you for chatting. I can hardly wait to hear Gabby talk about growing her team this week at Mom 2.0. Anyone with that many amazing accolades must know a thing or two about a thing or two. Be sure to check out Design Mom and grab a ticket to Alt 2020. I'll see you there. Thank you for listening to another episode of Creative Queso with me, your host, Jennifer Perkins. Be sure to rate and review and also subscribe in iTunes. All of those really, really make a difference. Thank you, as always, to my producer, Mariah Gossett, and the music provided by my dreamy husband, Chris Beck. Show notes are always at creativequeso.com. And remember, if you loved hearing about Alt and Mom 2.0, don't forget to hit the archives, where you can hear my interviews with Nicole Stevenson of Craftcation, another amazing conference for creatives, and Alt Summit sponsor, Kid Made Modern's Director of Marketing, Danielle Kurtz. I'll be back next Thursday with more fun. In the meantime, find me at Creative Queso or at Jennifer Perkins on Instagram. Bye, y'all.